0: My name is Tony Reed. Welcome to GAY, a radio program for LGBTI people and their friends on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM and other Access Radio stations around New Zealand. For this last Capity Gay of the Year, you just have me, and the title of this program is Theatre Is Back. In most countries, live theatre came to an abrupt halt in March 2020. Even in more open countries like Australia, things were rather stop-go. So when London's West End and New York's Broadway started to open up again after 18 months of closure, it was big news. Theatre proved the most vulnerable art form to the pandemic, but now vaccinated and masked audiences and performers can meet again. And one of the first ones back was Hamilton. Um, It reopened in September uh, with Lin-Manuel Miranda opening it. He seems to get everywhere these days. Um, When it shut down last year, it had been running for five years, and only one original cast member was still there, a gay ensemble member called Thane Jasperson, which I think is a lovely um uh, which I think is a lovely name he's a he, he's a gay mormon and he's still there when it reopened um you can of course watch hamilton in disney do if you haven't all, um, already seen it it's a masterpiece and interestingly, despite all the worry that sort of filming these things and showing them on channels like Disney will mean that people won't want to go to the theatre, um, uh, uh, Lynn Lynn Manuel Miranda has reported fairly recently that it's had the exact opposite effect. That because people can see it, they all want to go to the theatre and see it as well. So that hopefully bodes well for more filming of the of the. Uh, of the stage shows and the stage musicals, particularly that we would all like to see, but have to have to travel at least to Sydney to do so. In London, the National Theatre reopened in September to a new production of the classic play about AIDS in New York, written in the nineteen eighties when it was very much still going on, by Larry Kramer, called The Normal Heart. <clears throat> It was made into a TV film in 2014, which is all I've seen, and this is, in, and, and this production was in fact the first professional London production since the 1980s. It stars, it starred Ben Daniels, quite a well-known uh, English gay actor, as Ned Weeks, who is the leading man uh, very much based on, on Larry Kramer himself. And as his boyfriend Felix, uh, who was played by Matt Bomer in the TV film, which are winning him an Emmy in the process. He was played in the National Theatre by a young actor called Dino Fetcher. He's quite a favourite of Russell T. Davis. He first appeared on TV in Cucumber and Banana, if you ever saw that, and later on in in the, in the series Years and Years where he was married to Russell Tovey in the first um, episode or two. Um, and he's since been in quite a few things. And being a British actor, he you know, he does as much theatre as television or film. Um, as he was Mr Gay UK at the age of 19, he has always been very out. <laughs> Didn't really have much choice. I do hope the National Theatre live uh, reappears and shows in cinemas because uh, people have said it was an absolutely wonderful production. Um, in the meantime, you, we can hear Ben Daniels deliver Ned Weeks' famous I belong to a culture monologue. So let's listen to that.
1: I belong to a culture that includes Proust, Henry James, Tchaikovsky, Cole Porter, Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, Alexander the Great, Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, Christopher Marlowe, Walt Whitman, Herman Melville, Tennessee Williams, Byron, E.M. Forster, Lorca, Auden, Francis Bacon, James Baldwin, Harry Stack Sullivan, John Maynard Keynes, Doug Hammarskjöld, these are not invisible men. Poor Bruce. Poor frightened Bruce. Once upon a time, you wanted to be a soldier. Bruce, did you know that an openly gay Englishman was as responsible as any man for winning the Second World War? His name was Alan Turing, and he cracked the German's Enigma Code so the Allies knew in advance what the Nazis were going to do, and when the war was over, he committed suicide. He was so hounded for being gay why don't they teach any of this in the schools? Because if they did, then maybe he wouldn't have killed himself. And maybe you wouldn't be so terrified of who you are. The only way that we will have real pride is when we demand recognition of a culture that isn't just sexual it's all there all through history we have been there we just have to claim it and identify who was in it and articulate what is in our hearts and our minds and all our creative contributions to this earth and until we do that and until we organize ourselves block by neighborhood, by city, by state, into a united, visible community that fights back. We're doomed. That's how I want to be defined as one of the men who fought the war. Because being defined by our cocks is literally killing us. Must we all be reduced to becoming our own murderers? Why couldn't you and I, Bruce Niles and Ned Weeks, have been leaders in creating a new definition of what it means to be gay? Bruce, I know I'm an asshole, but I beg you, please don't shut me out.
0: It's interesting to note that 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 the mention of Alan Turing in there is very early in in 1985 when that play was written and first performed there is no way that anything more than a handful of people would have heard of Alan Turing i think the first big biography of him had just come out so somebody like Larry Kramer would have, would have read that and know it But hardly anybody else had heard of Alan Turing at that phase, and now he's on a British banknote. To return to Broadway. Just as revolutionary as Hamilton 50 years ago was Stephen Zondheim's musical Company. But society has changed a lot since then, so a new gender bending version was performed in London in 2018. Uh, this showed how open Stephen Zondheim has always been to new ideas and changes in his musicals. I quote from uh, from, uh, from an interview he did with the New York Times five days before his death. I revisited uh, company because Marion Elliott, the director, wanted to. I was a big fan of Marion's. I was sceptical. Then she did a workshop and videoed it, and there was and there was a young cameraman there who had never heard of the show. When Marianne told him about what the show was originally, he said, "You mean it worked with a guy?" And then I knew we had a a show. Um, I should have mentioned the gender bending is that the main the main part of the gender bending is that the main character isn't a man anymore; it's a woman. My feeling about the theatre is the thing, is, is the thing that makes it different from movies and TV is that you can do it in different ways from generation to generation. You can have many different ways of looking at a show without distorting it and also change, uh, change their life according to what is going on in the world around them. What keeps theatre alive is the chance to do it differently. Um, Other changes to company was, of course, that, that, that the three girlfriends of Bobby, with a Y, became the three boyfriends of Bobby, with an I, E... And a, and a, and a more dramatic late change from the best friend Amy, who became Jamie. Uh, this, this introduced, therefore, as, um, as Amy was marrying a man, uh, this therefore introduced a gay character and a same-sex marriage into the, uh, into, into the Zondheim musical. Uh, Marianne developed that quite, Uh, Quite late, in fact, in a workshop with Jonathan Bailey, who performed Jamie the first time in London. And she sent a rather tentative email to Zondheim, who immediately replied very enthusiastically. And that's one of the most successful things about the change. The British production was followed by um, a Broadway production. It had the same director, Marion Elliott, uh, but mostly a different cast. That Broadway production has had a rather exciting life. It started with, with previews at the end of February 2020, uh, with opening night for, pl- planned for Stephen Sondheim's 90th birthday in March. Ten days before that, the whole thing closed down, and it didn't reopen again until mid-November 2021. So the previews continued. <laughs> With only one change in the principal cast um, after after an eighteen month layoff, quite remarkable. It was a big moment one because it was a Zondheim musical, and two because the the, the star was Patti Lu- Lupone, and Patti Lupone was back on on Broadway although the first preview a few weeks ago was was not the official opening night it was a very big occasion with on time in attendance and endless standing ovations the official first night is actually the 9th of um, of december I'm going to play a number from Company. Um, it's a highly regarded song called Another Hundred People. It was originally sung by one of the three girlfriends of Bobby, so is now sung in the production by one of the boyfriends. But it is here on a record by Patti LuPone herself, even though she doesn't sing it in the actual production. Um, it's on a recorded album of hers, Don't Monkey with Broadway. So, Another Hundred People... Which people say is the most New York song ever in the in the most New York musical ever written. So Patty Lupone and another hundred people.
2: Another hundred people just got off of the train and came up through the ground. While another hundred people just got off of the bus and are looking around at another hundred people who got off of the. Who got off of the train And the plane and the bus Maybe yesterday It's a city of strangers Some come to work Some to play A city of strangers Some come to stare Some to stay And every day The ones who stay Can find each other In the crowded streets And the guarded porch By the rusty fountains And the dusty trees With the battered porch And they walk the walls with a good remark, And they meet at parties with the friends of friends who they never know Will you pick me up or do I meet you there or shall I let it go Did you get my message cause I look in vain, can we see each other Tuesday if it doesn't rain, look I'll call you in the morning on my service will explain And another hundred people just got out of the train it's a city of strangers Some come to work, some to play A city of strangers Some come to stare, some to stay And every day, some go away Or oh, they find each other in the crowded streets and the guarded parks By the rusty fountains and the dusty trees with the battered boards, And they walk together past the posted walls with the crude reverse. meet at parties with the friends of friends who they never know. Will you pick me up or do I meet you there or shall we let it go? Did you get my message? Cause I looked in vain. Can we see each other Tuesday if it doesn't rain? Look, I'll call you in the morning All my service will explain. And another hundred people just got off of the train and another 100 people just got off of the train and another 100 people just got off the train and another 100 people just got up of the train and another 100 people just got on of the train
0: then of course something else happened during this eventful production on Friday, the 16th of November, the cast were called back to the stage after the matinee by the director. Uh, one of the leads, Clayburn Elder, one of the many, one of my many favourites in the cast, um, whose Instagram I follow, uh, noted uh, that this would inevitably suggest bad news. And the director announced that Stephen Zondheim had suddenly died that morning, aged 91. The evening performance went on, of course though nearly all the people I follow on Instagram posted of little else for several days. On the Sunday morning, a large number of Broadway performers assembled in Times Square to perform Sunday, the opening number to Sunday in the Park with George, one of his most uh, famous musicals. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda was there again, who who led it with a couple of re- uh, readings, and then this vast um, throng all all sung it. There are loads of uh, recordings on YouTube of it, all taken by different people from different angles, so it's quite interesting to spot anybody you recognise, which from our point of view is mostly the front row. Anyway, it was very, very moving, one of the most moving of the many tributes uh, that have flown in abundance. um, And... um, and has caused the emphasis to change in this program also, which is really now dedicated to his to his memory. And that's be, and that's why I included the next um, piece of of uh, Sondheim music. So I, I thought my tribute would 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 be his his most famous song, "Send in the Clowns." This is from a little night music of 1973. So many famous singers have sung and recorded this that most people will be unaware that it was originally written for an actress who could hardly sing at all. Glynis Johns performed uh, the, the role in the original Broadway production. In Zontheim's own words, she could not hold a note, so her solo song had to consist of very short phrases only. Also, the final word in each um, in each phrase, for example, rich had to be words that cut short. In other words, words that you wouldn't hold on or couldn't hold on or, um, automatically. Uh, but this didn't deter uh, Zondheim far from finding it a problem. He, he saw it as a challenge to be overcome and produced a masterpiece. And again, from the New York Times uh, interview, I always approach writing a song from the actor's point of view. I try to get into the character the way an actor gets into the character and then write from that point of view. So that means I pay attention to each consonant and each vowel the way you would if you were writing a play. So the version here I have chosen is a performance by another actress who can't really sing. In the Zondheim uh, 80th birthday prom in London in 2010, Judy Dench sang this magnificently and of course brought the house down. So here is the great Zondheim's Send In The Clowns performed by the great Dame Judy.
2: Isn't
3: it rich?
2: Are we a pair?
3: Me here
2: at last on the ground, you in mid air.
3: Send in Isn't it bliss?
2: Don't you approve? One who keeps tearing around One who can't move
3: Where are the clouds? Send in the clouds
2: Just when I'd stopped Opening doors Finally knowing the one that I wanted
3: Was yours
2: Making my entrance again With my usual flair Sure of my life No one
3: is there Don't you love fast
2: My fault I fear I thought that you'd want what I want Where are the clowns?
3: There ought to be clowns. Don't bother, they're here. Isn't it rich? Isn't it queer?
2: Losing my timing this late in my career.
3: And Where are the clouds? There ought to be clouds.
0: Before we go to our Christmas number at the end um just one or, uh just one or two extras, as I'm sure you'll be aware there's a new movie of West Side Story um uh, by Steven Spielberg, and Zontheim was very much involved in that and uh, you can hear all sorts of comments um, about him, 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 writing, him writing the lyrics for that that he's made in recent years. And so I'm going to do a special in the new year, once you've all seen the film, uh, uh, with, with, with examples from lots of different productions and recordings of, um, of West Side Story. And I think uh, of all the programs that you can watch on telly at the moment, I would, uh, I I would single out, um, a a, a gay Christmas movie, which on Netflix called Single All the Way. It's a, it's a typical, um, American Christmas movie. So if you don't like those, you probably won't like it, but if you can put up with the very obvious and, uh, and, 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 and slightly saccharine nature of it, it's great fun. And it's just like all the others, except it's all men, and all the, actor, all the main actors in it are gay, and apparently the director and the writer were gay as well. So it just exudes gayness from every pore. So what are we going to finish with? We're going to finish with, a. have normally done somebody doing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And I could go on doing that for years because there's so many different recordings. But, um, El- uh, but Elton John and Ed Sheeran famously were threatening this, mu- this Christmas number which came out a couple of days ago. And um, uh, so you may as well listen to that. It's called Merry Christmas. It's already... Top the charts in Britain apparently um, do watch it on YouTube because it is uh, the video I think is about 90% of it, it's just so wonderfully camp um, so anyway, have a happy Christmas and we'll play out to Elton John and Ed Sheeran
2: Build a fire and gather round the tree Fill a glass and maybe come and sing with So